Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We are finally ready to begin a classic, epic campaign, The Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Keith Herbert, and our game master is John Puck. A few weeks back, we created our characters, and now we are ready. Officially, this is episode one. That being said, let's begin our journey into the darkness. John? Welcome, players. <clears throat> to, uh, to refresh our memories, when we last got together, in the middle of the night, Myron Dexter was awoken by a noise, a shuffling sound. And as he reached for his lamp, the light bulb popped and he was still plunged in darkness. As he looked at the foot of his bed, there was a, a green spectral figure with no face, just the, the suggestions of facial features uh, of, a, of a man screaming, but completely silent. And as he was reaching out for Myron, Suddenly, Myron observed a huge portion of his skull being bitten away. And then the specter was in great pain, visually great pain. And then another bite. And then the specter kind of fell to the ground and just kind of disintegrated before it even hit the ground. Myron looked at his clock and it read 12.02 in the morning on the early, early morning of May 2nd, 1927. Myron, how did the rest of your evening go? Uh, after uh, listening to my own heartbeat for a few minutes, I uh, got up from the bed and, uh, put on the robe that sits on the end bedpost, found a lamp on the opposite wall of the bedroom and turned it on. Uh, and then inspected the floor at the foot of my bed to see what kind of phosphorescent residue or other evidence of some prank I might find. Of course, there was nothing that I could locate. <clears throat> uh, well, I poured myself an unusual second cognac. Uh, if I go back to the bedside lamp, is the bulb in fact blackened and ruined? It is. Right. That's almost a relief. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I, so I'm going to fish, fish through my uh, night table for a candle because I'm not going to leave the bedroom to go in and get a replacement bulb, but I'm going to need to read for a little bit before I can sleep. Uh, this uh, English anthropology text is, is fairly dense, so I hope it'll allow me to resume. Your creature comforts do eventually... Uh, calm your nerves, and you do eventually fall back to sleep. Come the morning, so it is now uh, the Monday morning, May 2nd, the, the true morning. Um, everyone has uh, received their, their newspapers, 
and uh and you have discovered you notice a uh an obituary for philip baxter the obituary reads baxter philip alexander age 60 died in his home of a sudden illness born august 15 1865 and married to the late ellen banks in 1885 survivors include a daughter two sons and a brother professor baxter taught at brown university in providence for many years Services will be held tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. at Swans Point Cemetery in Providence. Philip Baxter was a professor of uh, archaeology that uh, you did study under. It's a disappointingly brief uh, obituary for a man of his uh, intelligence and influence. Uh, and it's also... Uh, an awful confirmation of the image I had last night of someone who resembled Dr. Baxter. Uh, so I guess I'll have to go to this ceremony. Cornelius, you also, Monday morning, uh, you see the same obituary in the paper um and cornelius you uh not only you knew um the professor actually uh fairly well uh for the two of you are members of the tuesday night academy yes uh philip baxter was actually the founding member of the tuesday night academy and uh and you joined about a year ago. Um, and so this is going to be a, a major uh, stroke uh, against the, the academy. Such terrible news. Out of, out of nowhere. I'll definitely get ready to pay my respects at Swans Point Cemetery later today. Um, do I do I know who might uh, be attending from uh, the Tuesday Night Academy? Um, you are aware that there are several members that uh, probably would uh, be in attendance. Not all of the members are uh, in town, so this may be just uh, yeah. uh, bad timing. Yes. You know, yes. uh, so kind of remains to be seen on how many uh, will be in attendance quite terrible um i'll uh i'll place a call to uh to my good friend professor uh, cordova i i believe he knew him in case he hasn't uh, read the news place that call all right thank you there. There it is. hello yes sir uh, Hey, Zebedee. Ah, Cuthbert. I'm, I'm, who are you? I'm, I'm rather saddened. I'm not sure if you've seen the, the newspaper, but, but Philip oh. Baxter, he's, he's suddenly passed away due to that, that illness just, just a couple days ago. Oh, God. 
I didn't really know the man very well, but I talked to him. We'd had intelligent conversations, one could say. But uh, it must be sh a shock for you. Did oh, you know him quite well, Cornelius? Yes, yes, indeed. Well, he was uh, he was a good man. I I can only his family, his his children. This this is terrible. His services are later on at uh, at Swan's Point Cemetery. I'm not sure if you'd be interested in attending, but I just I thought of you. I knew you were in town, so I just want to let you know. Yes, I uh, I will I will join you, then, Doctor. I will join you. Alright. Okay. Sorry. Relay the information. Yep. <laughs> oh, what a shame. What a damn shame. And, uh, of course, as the uh, obituary stated, the, uh, the funeral will be set for tomorrow, Tuesday, May 3rd. Um, as the morning uh, goes on, um, uh, each of you in your uh, own homes receive a telegram uh, delivered by courier. Uh, what is this, Theo? Uh, a telegram. Ah, uh, let's see. A uh, worldwide telegram. Oh, well, good. Uh, international telegram, of all things. Providence, at the request of the late Philip Alexander Baxter, Philip's dead. I should have read the newspaper this morning. You are invited to the reading of his last will and testament. Stop. 7.30 p.m. on the 5th of May at my offices. Stop. Address 16 Prospect Avenue in Providence. Stop. Braddock. Now, who the devil is Braddock? Maybe his lawyer, you think? I'm not so sure. Well, I will have to go to this. Perhaps uh, Dr. Baxter uh, left me something. Money, maybe. Maybe an old skull. Who knows? All five of you uh, did receive the exact same uh, telegram. Oh, God, I didn't even think I knew him that well. Left me something. Left me something. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a little distraught. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, get as as quickly as I can catch a train down to to Providence. All right. Uh, is it everyone's intention to attend the funeral uh, on? Uh, Tuesday the 3rd. I would not miss it at all. I will accompany Cuthbert, so I will be attending. I will right. consult the uh, charts to see if it's a good idea. All but right. uh, yes, it probably will be fine. Are there any preparations anyone feels like they need to make uh, on Monday prior to advancing to Tuesday? Cleansing. Perhaps it's uh, I, I wonder if I have any um, uh, an appropriate black armband. I'll have to ask Mrs. Wilson about something. 
and uh, yeah, I'll cancel my afternoon meetings. All right. So with no further uh, uh, preparations on Monday, we will advance to Tuesday, May 3rd. The funeral at 10 a.m. Uh, is somber and seems to be uh, well attended. There's uh, quite a few people um, who have come to pay their respects. Um, but there is a, there's like a core group that's kind of, um, you know, up close and, 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 and really kind of, you know, uh, in participation, um, of the funeral. The, uh, the group, uh, consists of, uh, well, quite a few people, uh, in fact, um, Let's see here. You have, um, well, there is a, um, an older woman, um, who is, uh, you know, of course everyone is dressed in black, uh, but there is an older woman and a, uh, and, uh, a fairly young, uh, gentleman, uh, in his, you know, probably, uh, mid to late thirties is, um, standing with her and, and, uh, keeping her, uh, company and, and consoling her as she, uh, as she weeps. Um, there is a, uh, older gentleman who is, uh, in a wheelchair and he is being attended, uh, by a very, uh, very tall, very broad shouldered, uh, young man who uh, seems uh, quite quite fit and is able to uh, uh, heft and and um, take care of this uh, gentleman's this wheelchair bound gentleman's needs, especially since the uh, the cemetery is not uh, you know well designed for for wheelchairs. So he's he's really you know doing a lot of work to to have this gentleman there. Um, you can see, uh, several, several men, uh, in their, uh, uh, 40s and 50s, um, who are, you know, in suits, um, in attendance, um, oh, and the, uh, the wheelchair bound, uh, gentleman is, um, is a Catholic priest. He, he's in, uh, his, uh, his adornments with his collar. GM, may I ask a question? Yes. Um, the funeral, did it take place inside of a chapel or is it taking place at graveside? Uh, uh, graveside. I don't think that I'll go then. Okay. Do I notice any of the attendants, uh, any, uh, that are here are any of them in the uh tuesday night academy as well or yes yes you do um so you do recognize um 
you recognize uh, Silas, Silas Pat, uh, Silas Patterson. And you also recognize um, uh, Professor Wilson. Uh, both men are uh, professors at Brown University. Uh, although you haven't seen Silas uh, recently, but, uh, uh, but you do recognize both of them from the academy. Okay. An unusual low turnout from uh, the TNA. I'm I'm a member of the uh, the Tuesday Night Academy. Ah, of course. How could I forget? Okay. Good. Uh, I I apologize. I had forgotten that. I have something for you, Doctor Long. Let me let me. Uh... Well, there was an there was an email that you sent back in August. Yep, uh, I had forgotten about that. That's great. Uh, yes, you are part of the academy. I do have something for you that I will email to you before I forget. Prior to everyone getting around the for the ceremony, I give Dr. Long the secret handshake, of course. There you go. Uh, so that we meeting under such a tragic circumstances. Uh, yeah, this this was very unexpected. I would have uh, preferred a, a a better excuse to uh, make it down to Providence again so soon. Well, it is good to see you. Good to see you, Frederick. It's a very this is a very dire situation. Uh, so gloom. I I, I hate funerals. Well, I don't the think you're alone there. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the the older uh, Catholic priest in the wheelchair um, uh, gives the sermon, and um, in addition to your group, there are the other nine that I described are kind of standing around, uh, quite uh, quite uh, quiet. Um, you can see um, uh, actually uh, Dr. Long, um, because you are also in the academy and you recognize um, Silas Patterson and uh, Professor Wilson, uh, uh, Francis, Francis Wilson. Uh, you notice uh, uh, Francis Wilson is uh, is checking his watch. He keeps he keeps looking down at his timepiece, and uh, and is is uh, tapping his foot. Um, you can also see um, well. I'll let uh, I'll let the group uh, everyone who's in attendance. If Xenon uh, is not in attendance, um, uh, I'll let the group make. Um, Psychology rules. Ooh. Dead on. 50 on 50. 
Psychology is not my area of expertise, so my 34 is a miserable failure. Oh my goodness. I rolled 34 as well, which is also a failure. Would have been a success for me, but uh, I rolled an 82. So I was the only one who succeeded. Just. All right, Zebedee. Uh, Zebedee, um, you actually also kind of catch a very subtle uh, exchange um, between a gentleman in a uh, 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 gentleman who seems to, he's a stout man in his 50s, you guess. Uh, and he seems to be um, he seems to be kind of um, glancing and, uh, and scowling at um, oh, I'm sorry, it's not him. It is You notice that um, uh, Silas Patterson is uh, scowling and, and glancing at uh, at another gentleman um, who I don't believe you know yet. You um, you don't work at uh, Brown, do you? Uh, yes, I do. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, then if you work at Brown, then you do recognize um, uh, Harold Inglehart who is a university administrator. So apparently uh, he and Silas um, are, are uh, probably not on the best of terms right now uh, from the way that they're, they're glancing at each other. Hmm. Well, I, I walk over to Cornelius as he went over to uh, Frederick. I who I don't really recognize at all. Uh, so I go to Cornelius. Cornelius. <coughs> that man, yes. S- Silas, I, I think his name is, he was giving uh, some very weird glares towards Batman over there. It was very oh, subtle. Arrow? Yes. University administrator. Hmm, I, I wonder what's going on. Uh, does uh, Silas works also at the university or not? Uh, Silas was. I mean, you haven't seen him recently. Yeah. Uh, not that you've been, been looking for him, but last you heard. Hmm. Yes, it's very weird, my friend. Yeah, I wonder what that's all about. It's certainly. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't believe that we've met. Oh, oh sorry. my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Long, this is my good friend of a long time, Professor Zibidi Cordova. Uh, yes, no, sir. pleased to meet you. And Zeb, meet this, you is, this is a long time acquaintance and friend, Dr. Frederick Long. Yeah, a pleasure to meet you. Any friend of Cuthbert's, a friend of mine, I guess. In, in fact, Dr. Long, you, you did quite a bit of uh, work at, uh, at the university, at Brown University, didn't you not? Well, yes, that's where I, uh, well, that's where I studied. Uh, yes, I, I have a professorship with the Miskatonic now, but uh, I'm a proud Brown alumni. How is it over in the Miskatonic? Oh, it's quite, quite lovely. An, an odd town, but I quite like it. Yes, yes. Uh, sadly, I got stuck. I... 
I started at Brown and I'm still at Brown, uh, still arguing with these same professors who taught me Jesus Christ. Ah, but at least you benefit from the finest library. Yes, you keep me sane, Cuthbert. You keep me sane. Well, I, uh, this is a rather unusual circumstance. I swear we only saw Baxter like not that long ago. Friday, was it? I don't know. Was not. Well, sooner, uh, sooner for you. Uh, I haven't, I haven't oh, seen yeah. him since the, uh, the last uh, club meeting I attended. I was probably back in uh, uh, March. Yes, this club of ours. I, I don't deal with those kind of things. Not, not a science man. Uh, I am occasionally, but uh, I uh, tend to get a bit lost in my own thoughts and not all that disgusty, unless some ancient historian professor comes along and starts going on about random stuff. That real, really riles me up. Excuse me for a moment. I'm, I'm, since you mentioned that the, the, the glaring and such between Mr. Patterson there and Harold, uh, I'm going to go over there and, and, and uh, talk to Harold just to see what's going on. Well, I, I, will, I will join you. I haven't spoken to him in a little bit, so. And, it, and it's at this moment that the funeral seems to basically have come to an end. You know, the uh, uh, the 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 grave attendants are, you know, the the grave diggers are kind of starting to kind of fill in, you know, the grave, and uh, and people are starting to kind of back up and 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 beginning to to uh, head back, you know, towards where the line of cars are parked, uh, which is not too far away. Um, so. So yeah, uh, um, Cornelius, um, what do you do? I'll go up to uh, to uh, to Harold, and because uh, I'm sure I've run into him quite a bit since you know he's an administrator. Okay. Say, so, Harold, Harold. Uh, oh well, Cornelius. Yes, uh, so good to see you. And under such terrible conditions, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Uh, how are you, my good man? Well, other. Other than this terrible news, uh, I've been uh, preparing. We were getting a new shipment in uh, of, uh, of books. We're starting to sort that out. It's actually going to start later tonight, I believe. But, Very good. Uh, quite excited about that. I noticed uh, Stylus. He, he's been gone for quite a while that he showed up here. Uh, did you notice he, he was over here in the crowd? Yes, I did notice are we, are we, are but, you don't uh, too happy about that? Is, did you guys have a falling out of some sorts? Something like that. Uh, you can do a psychology. <laughs> oh, God, such a low number. 1225. Still a fail. Uh, some, something like that. Um, uh, very good to see you, uh, Cuthbert. Uh, I I do need to be running though. Uh, please forgive me. Oh, certainly. Oh, Professor uh, Cordova, you you were with me. Oh yes, I was. Yeah, maybe I, I probably just maybe I probably you? just got there. So. Oh, you just yeah. 
All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, John, other than Engelhardt, is there a lot of uh, brown brass that I have to shake hands with? And yeah, uh, you know, so Engelhardt is uh, brown brass, as you say. Um, professor Wilson is um, uh, is also a professor of uh, Oriental languages at uh, Brown. Mm. Um, uh, of course, you know the uh, the good librarian, uh, uh, Mr. Cuthbert, um, and uh, and of course uh, Prof Professor Cordova. Um, but no, other than Engelhart, uh, there's no uh, upper upper echelon, um, you know, kind of folks. And then, then there are other people that, uh, and of course, Silas Patterson uh, is a professor. Uh, but there's other people that you don't quite recognize. There was the gentleman who's kind of in his uh, 60s, and there's a few other people. Um, uh, and then I don't think any of you know uh, the only woman who's here, and I don't think anyone knows uh, the uh, the Catholic preacher who's in the wheelchair. Uh, but was, you can go ahead. I was going to ask, did we even know he was a professing Catholic? You did know that, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. So that that this part was not confusing or surprising to us. No, no, no. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, in fact, um, anybody who um uh attended brown or uh was or actually anybody who uh has a personal connection to um to professor baxter the deceased um uh go ahead and give me a um uh an idea role please normal success here um, so in the years that you've known Professor Baxter, um, you do uh, recall him talking about his brother, the, uh, the priest. Then I shall have to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, pump Engelhardt's hand in a professional manner, uh, presumably notice that he's impatient. Uh, mm -hmm. and tell him I'm sure we'll, we'll see each other under favorable circumstances a meeting uh, sooner than later. Yes, uh, oh, very good to see you. And then go and, uh, and speak to the officiant and I suspect the bereaved brother. Okay, uh, yeah, so uh, you can see the, uh, the priest and, uh, and he seems to, ha uh, he favors his, his, uh, his right side. You can see that his left side uh, especially his face has a little bit of a slack to the left side of his face and his left hand is just kind of, you know, seated in his lap. Um, and, uh, the young strapping gentleman, um, whose, uh, whose suit seems maybe a size too small. So it's really bulging at the, at the sleeves is, uh, he's, he's actually getting prepared to like, like lift up the entire chair you know, to kind of get him out of the grass, right? Uh, but as you approach, uh, the uh, the older gentleman uh, kind of raises his right hand a bit, and uh, and the young man uh, just kind of goes back to like a ready position, just right behind the chair. And so the the preacher sees you approaching, and and uh, he says, uh, "Good day, good day." Oh uh, well. Uh uh, a difficult day, I think, for uh, myself and the others, uh, Father. 
Um, do I understand correctly that you uh, are related to Professor Baxter as I knew him? Yes, I am Julian, Julian Baxter, his older brother, yes. Well, it is an honor to meet you. Uh, are you Father Julian then, or? Yes, Father Julian, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to meet you. I'm sorry that the circumstances are so grim. Uh, I had uh, no idea that your brother was in any serious distress. Um, he was a man that inspired me a great deal and whom I held in, in high esteem and honor. It does me good to hear that. Thank you. Um, of course. Um, do you know, it was, uh, was he unwell for a period of time? No, this is quite sudden. It must have been his heart. It just failed. It's, uh, it's quite sad. No one saw this coming. Uh, no, indeed. He was a very vigorous, vigorous gentleman for as long as I knew him. Um, quite. Are all you those cur- adventures he would go on. Quite, indeed. Uh, or... or are you, uh, do you currently maintain a, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not of the faith. I don't know what the word. Um, are you, are you uh, active in a, in a congregation currently? No, no, no. I'm, I serve now more in a consulting capacity, you might say. Certainly Retirement has its privileges. Hmm. Yeah, adventures and disadvantages, certainly, sir. Um, I I have to say, I have a, a rather unorthodox question to ask you. I don't know if this is quite the time or the place. Um, but it Speak, concerns- my son, tell me. Well, you see, uh, Father Julian, the night before last, um, I awoke from a normal slumber to a, a peculiar sound in, in my um, bedroom. And I felt myself to see a figure that a- appeared to be your brother, Philip Baxter, um, but uh, vague and, I'm sounds silly, vague and phosphorescent and um, in a great deal of distress. The manservant starts to lean down and and, uh, uh, Father Julian goes, please uh, tell me, are you positive that you were awake during this time? I I ask because I, I actually make it part of my expertise is dream augmentation and interpretations. And I would be very interested to know if you were truly awake or dreaming, and this could be an interesting sign. I, I was consulting with my brother and, and his uh, disturbing dreams not long before he passed. Well, sir, if there's a better time, if if there's an office for us to meet, or if you'd like to rest, I understand. 
but I can, I can assure you that to the best of my ability to ascertain, physical elements in my room suggested that it was something that occurred while I was conscious. We shall talk later. And he kind of, you know, looks up and kind of waves a finger and uh, the tall strapping gentleman uh, reaches into a breast pocket and hands you a card. Uh, and then with that, uh, he, uh, he says, I must bid you adieu. And the, the, the guy, the young man, you know, and, and actually uh, uh, Father Julian says, I'm ready now, Matthew. And, uh, and so Matthew bends down and just kind of grabs the whole chair, man and all. And I mean, without, without a bead of sweat, just kind of, he's up and now he's out. And he just starts walking this chair right out, right? Almost, almost full arm length, you know, five feet off the ground. So, uh, so he starts walking away. Now, while you're having uh, that conversation, um, three of the men um uh you know especially uh, some some may have noticed earlier how professor wilson was uh checking a timepiece and um um and so he uh has a like a very uh personal quiet conversation uh with uh, one of the men uh who was in his 60s in a very very nice suit um and uh uh, and actually, if anybody is, um, uh, if their residence is in Providence, um, I'll allow you an idea roll. Forty-two, just shy of a hard success. Fail. Um, Mr. Dexter, the gentleman who's in his sixties, uh, a little, a little portly. Uh, you actually recognize him as uh, as a judge, uh, the Honorable Mortimer Braddock, which the name Braddock should ring a bell for everyone who received a telegram. So Professor Wilson has a, a whispering conversation with uh, 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 Judge Braddock. And then they, in turn, have uh, they kind of nod and and kind of you know wave over at the uh, at the gentleman who was in his late thirties who was standing with the uh, uh, the older woman, the only woman here, um, and uh, and so that that younger you know younger thirties uh, guy, um, he he kind of nods and then he he bends down and and gives the woman uh, a kiss on the cheek, and uh, the so those three gentlemen. Uh, Professor Wilson, uh, Judge Braddock, and the younger man who was standing with the woman, uh, the three of them uh, exit as they, they head for a car to leave. Do, do I know if, um, if uh, it, it's the third, correct? Today would be... Um, Today is Tuesday, May 3rd. Tuesday. And um, the Tuesday... Tuesday, May 3rd. Tuesday night academy would perhaps be holding a meeting tonight. Perhaps would perhaps. I know that? Um, there is not a meeting scheduled, but uh, that doesn't mean that uh, you couldn't uh, try and 
you know, start one up. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I need to need to have other members, and maybe the the new need to find out who's since uh, Mr. Baxter is now no longer with us. Uh, need to find out who was heading up the Tuesday Night Academy. Um, so while uh, uh, Mr. Dexter was having that conversation uh, with Father Julian, uh, and as the three men left uh, together in a car, the woman um, uh, is uh, she's she's dried her tears with a hanky, and uh, and she actually kind of she toddles up to uh, to Doctor Long, and. Uh, and says, uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, yes, I, uh, may I help you? I, I just wanted to thank you for coming to uh, Philip's funeral. Um, I, I knew that uh, there were some uh, people that he had been, uh, well, I, 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 I suspect that Philip uh, he was talking so strangely, like he he almost suspected that his death may be imminent. I I don't understand, but um, he did say that I should uh, expect to to see some some new faces here, and I I expect that you and your companions may be those faces. I I just wanted to to say thank you for coming to Philip's funeral and uh, invite you to the home for uh snacks and and just so that we could uh get to know each other oh oh of course i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm a frederick frederick long and she takes your hand and 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 it's very daintily and and she says oh i i am mrs uh vincino uh angela vincino i i was uh, uh philip's housekeeper uh for many years after the unfortunate loss of his wife i I started working for Mr. Uh, Baxter and helped raise his three wonderful children. And as the three gentlemen that I talked about earlier, Professor Wilson, uh, Judge Braddock, and then that, that guy in his 30s, um, those three gentlemen are still walking towards their car. They're, the three of them are going to share a car. Uh, and so as Angela, uh, Miss Vincen uh, Vincenzo, she's Italian, um, as, uh, as she says, I, I helped raise, uh, his three wonderful children. She nods and kind of points in the direction of that 30 year old gentleman who's exiting with the uh, judge and with uh, professor Wilson. Oh, well, uh, I, I've never had the opportunity to meet any of his, his children. Um, oh, well, I, I should make your acquaintance. Uh, they're, they're just, they're so, they're so good. They're so good. Um, well, uh, I'll, uh, if I can catch uh, Cornelius's gaze, um, I'll, I'll wave him over. Dr. Long? Uh, Cornelius, uh, this is uh, Angela Vecino. Oh, uh, yes, yes. He's a, a Phillips housekeeper. Uh, oh, that's must There's been. going to be a bit of a... A gathering at uh, the Baxter home. Please, um, please come. 
Oh, certainly. It would be my honor. I'm so sorry to hear this loss of yours. It must have been close. Well, yes, I I knew him for many, many years. I, I, you know, but we'll save this for the, for the snacks. Uh, please, uh, 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 please come to the house. And uh, um, uh, she just, she gives you the address. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ask her, cause she, she she's the, an, an older lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. she's in her, uh, let's assume she's in her sixties. Okay, well, I'll, I'll offer it. So I'm like, well, so who else are these these new faces who, you know, I can go pass along your message? Um, uh, and so she, she looks around and, and she sees uh, Mr. Dexter and Mr. Cordova, Mr. Cuthbert. Um, she doesn't see uh, Dr. Saladin. But uh, she says, you are all welcome, please, please. I will I will go ahead and, and prepare the snacks. And I'm uh, after I uh, pass over to the uh, rapidly filling the hole, brooding. Uh, I notice that uh, Corny Cuthbert from the library is here as well, looking also very dour. Um, and so I'll go and pay my respects. Thus subtly cadging an invitation. Certainly. Oh, Myron, I tell you, very good to see you here. It's been a while. Yes, you know, affairs. Um, I was a little disappointed by the turnout from the school, but it, I guess it's not a, a wonderful time of year for academics to uh, take a day off. True, true. Yeah, I'm rather disappointed myself. The... Uh, Oh, we've we've the, the the attendees, the closer ones to uh, to Philip, uh, have been invited to uh, uh, by uh, by Angela, by his housekeeper. Uh, oh, that's who the lady was. Yeah. Um, to uh, to just just have have a, a, a somber moment. Oh, they're, oh, that's interesting. I was—I thought I might invite a couple of you fellows to the club, but if they're having, um, if they're having an after-service uh, moment, that seems quite appropriate. Yeah, I, I think so. Would be good to have you come along. Come along, Myron. Uh, uh, there's room in my car for any of you who'd like. Oh, wonderful! Oh. Actually, that might be a good idea. Well, 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 thank you. Uh, I'm a, I'm Dr. Long. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. The, uh, uh, yes, uh, yeah, Dr. Long, a friend of mine. Yeah, oh, my, you're not at Brown, are you? No, no, no. I, I, I'm up at Miskatonic. Oh, I will walk I, over now as well. <laughs> Dr. Long used to be at Brown, though, uh, and I think the when you were at Brown. Uh, you might have been there around the same time, I believe. Did I don't, uh, you know, I've never been much for names, uh, but uh, yeah, it could be, could be certainly. Perhaps, I mean, what, what, what did you study at Brown? You know, I was a bit of a divided soul. 
um, uh, you know, the families in banking, you see, and so that was my primary responsibility. But I did dabble in the archaeology and anthropology uh, had interests. How I know our uh, dear departed. Well, that would uh, no, that would probably explain why we could have attended the university but never encountered each other. I'm a I'm a physics and astronomy man. Mm. Yeah, the hard sciences uh, numbers are enough. I, the numbers I deal with are tangible. I walk over. I walk over. Cornelius, who's? Oh, oh yes. Oh, Professor Pro Professor Cordoba. Hang on. Uh, I recognize. Good. Yes, this is Myron. Myron Dexter. Yes. Myron, this is a, also a, a Professor Cordova from uh, Brown University as well. Yes. Yeah, Cordova rings a bell. Yes, I have seen you in passing. I am from the history department, so. And uh, as you guys are kind of having this conversation, you're kind of walking back towards your cars and uh, near the parking lot area uh, outside of Swan's uh, Point, or, you know, there's an area just kind of right outside. Um, uh, you see a, a brightly dressed gentleman that uh, many of you do recognize who's, uh, who's just kind of standing out there by the cars going, uh, so how did it go? What, what's happening in here? You guys are still alive? <laughs> Dr. Saladin. Oh God, Cornelius. Oh. Have you seen who it is? Oh, oh yes, yes. Oh, so I'm out there. Oh. Yes, you, you're not on the grounds. So now they're coming out to their cars uh. and there you are. Well, of, of the last person I expected to see, uh, you're definitely, what are you doing here, Herbert? Well, Frederick, of course you know that I have the deepest respect for, for, for Professor Phillips and for Professor Baxter. Um, I just have an aversion to funerals. Right, right. And you just don't... I sent my condolences. I've been invited to the wake. Oh. Still, um, still pretending to know science. <laughs> that would be describing you. Oh, you know the numbers. But I know more than the numbers. You don't see. Of course, and that, that's why that's why you're the one who lost the position at Miskatonic, and I'm the one who's still there. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Dr. Saladin. It's a it's great to see you, but please, gentlemen, th this is perhaps not the time to to clash again over here. It, this is a somber day. You've oh. been invited to head on over. Oh, Indeed. Long, uh, well, I'll, I'll get I'll get in a car if I'm riding with Dexter, mumbling something about oh he's calling himself a doctor now. Nice to see you, Doctor Saladin. Oh, Zeno. Some people can be so rude. Uh, 
Cornelius, I, we should head over to. Well, thank you, thank you, Myron, for uh, for uh, letting letting us be passengers in your wonderful car. Yeah, not at all, not at all. This is nice. This, what is this? This is new. This is like a 1920, isn't it? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's it's not even mine. It belongs to the bank. It's one oh. of those things, you know. Um, and I, honestly, they all they all feel a bit the same to me with the little contrivances. Uh, it's good to be in comfort, though, I suppose, isn't it? I wouldn't quite know on my salary, but I'm glad yes. you have. Uh, um, since this in, in invitation was informal, uh, do I, would I have known the professor's address or does somebody have to lead me? Um, I think you would have known the address because you've, you've known him for years and so. And indirectly employed him to some extent. So yeah, yeah. it should be something. All right. And he's probably somewhere on College Hill. So. Uh, and it's a small group when we arrive. Is there any indication of a larger group? Uh, yeah, so when you arrive, uh, there are a few cars outside. Um, in fact, there's uh, three, three of the cars uh, parked along the street. And as you guys uh, get inside the home, um, the 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 door is uh the front door is ajar and uh and so as you get inside there's uh you know the front living room and the that there's a that front parlor kind of overlooks the front street there and um and you can hear the clinking of of uh teacups and glassware and china and whatnot you know just kind of tinking um and so you can see uh that the people who got here ahead of you uh, include uh, Father Baxter, uh, Father Julian Baxter, and, uh, uh, and the young man who uh, attends him. Um, and of course, uh, 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 Angela is here now, uh, still. And um, uh, you can see that Silas um, is here, and as well as another gentleman uh, that I don't think anybody here would have a uh, need to recognize, but uh, yeah, so he's a, he's a gentleman who's in his sixties. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just you know, um, some quiet conversation going on. The gentleman who's in his sixties is uh, kind of having a, you know, quiet conversation with uh, uh, Father Julian. Um, Silas uh, is here and you can see that uh, uh, the, the, uh, there's a hallway in the back and you guys see that Silas uh, went into a room that's, that's towards the back of the house. Um, and Angela is kind of uh, bustling around and she's got uh, silver platters um, that are, that are stacked with uh, uh, little finger foods, hors d'oeuvres. Mm -hmm. And um, there's, uh, you know, the, the smell of coffee uh, fills the air as uh, she's got a, a pot of coffee on. She also has a, a kettle of tea going, and um, uh, 
and so she's uh she sees you guys coming into the house and she says oh please welcome please come in come in uh find any place you would like to you know sit talk and just you know um you know mingle and we can we can uh talk about philip and and just kind of remember philip you know and uh on this solemn day and uh but thank you for coming thank you thank you and uh uh, she says, uh, "Let me take your coats and hats, and and so there's a there's a coat closet nearby, and she deposits them inside, and um, she says, uh, what can I get you?'" Oh, tea, please. Thank you so much, Angela. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, a uh, cup of tea. Yes. Uh, yes, black coffee for me as well. Uh, and my name is um, uh, Dexter. Uh, and you're Mrs. Vincenzo, I understand? Yes, Mr. Dexter, thank you for coming today. And thank you for coming to the funeral. I, I know Philip would have really appreciated it. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. The house is beautifully maintained. It's uh, oh, a testament you. to your efforts. Thank you so much. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's my honor. It's my pleasure. And, and I guess it's, it's all mine now. Oh. A coffee, you say? Yes, a coffee. Um, and then she bustles off since she only has two hands. So she's going to get tea in one, coffee in the other, and, and then get uh, more orders uh, in a minute. Um, so, yeah, what would you guys like to do? Is, uh, from my knowledge, because I, I believe I know um, Philip Baxter, or I knew him pretty well, um, did I know, if was he close with Cyrus, Silas? Or do I know of their relationship or their their friendship? Or give me an idea. Roll. It's just sort of a surprise because he's off by himself. Down. Oh, bunny rabbits! It's just, just missed. Just like three points away. So you're gonna take that? You're gonna keep that failure? so early of a burn here well yeah i need to okay yeah let's kick it off with the with the luck head <laughs> all right actually i've got a good amount of luck so we'll there you go that. you got plenty to spend plenty of luck. okay so yeah so what what am i recalling of this you yeah. do recall that uh philip and and silas uh are were close um in fact uh uh silas or philip uh, after meeting Silas, um, he was the one who encouraged Silas to join the Tuesday Night Academy. So he kind of, you know, because you kind of have to be, um, you know, sponsored to, to yeah. join the Academy, you know. So someone, a, a member of good standing has to vouch. And then there's the whole, you know, uh, process of, of uh, uh, being initiated, you know, the whole, uh, it's almost like a, um, like a credit check, you know, background check. And then once you get all through that, then you get to join the club. So, so, so knowing that I'll, uh, I'll, uh, just kind of lean over to, to Dr. Long, Dr. Frederick Long. And, uh, you know, since you're, you know, we're in the, the, uh, Tuesday night Academy, uh, just sort of point out that, uh, yes, I, Silas, uh, just ducked in the room back there under, what do you think about maybe go back there and just sort of say hi? Yeah, yeah, I'll grab definitely. A yeah. Cup of tea and a finger sandwich, and uh, kind of casually stroll on down that hallway to the room he ducked in. Hopefully, yeah, well, I'll, I'm 
I'll go with you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. The um, uh, uh, so yeah, as you go this hallway, I mean, this type of house, it's it's almost like a shotgun house where you know it's just got that straight hallway that goes from the front door all the way to a back door, and then there's rooms on either side, stairwells and whatnot. Uh, so uh, you go past the stairs that go upstairs, and uh, you pass, there's a little water closet right there. Uh, so you go past that, you go past the kitchen, and, and uh, just before you go out into the back porch, there's a room off to your right, and, and that's the uh, the study. And, uh, and so uh, the study, you know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, has a very nice uh, desk in it. There's a, there's a uh, a globe on it on its own. You know, uh, fairly large globe on its own pedestal. You know, and uh, a, a nice, uh, impressive bookcase. Uh, uh, you know, good collection of books in it. And uh, and so Silas is just kind of you know. Um, uh, walking around he's got a you know cup of coffee in hand and and uh browsing through the books and he sees you guys enter and of course um he knows you both from the uh, academy and uh he goes cornelius frederick so good to see you that's terrible terrible circumstances yes yes how are you how are you holding up silas um i i'm i'm oh i'm fine yeah i'm fine you guys can give uh psychology rolls Yes, finally. Oh, no, that's a hundred. Rolled a hundred. 55 is not good. No. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for asking. How are you? Well, a little, uh, a little shocked. Um, Quite, you know, to yes. To be honest, he, uh, I mean, when I last saw him in March, uh, Philip seemed fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You haven't been around lately, uh, Silas. What's where have you been up to? What's what uh, what's taking you away? Oh, studies. Just you know, research. Working on my book. I have a third book. Working oh. on that. You know. Anything just, uh, related to uh, to the uh, Tuesday Tuesday Night Academy? No, no. This is just you know. Uh, more, uh, you know, the anthropology, you know, just more anthropology. So coming along great. Just, uh, you know, a little more, a uh, little more research, you know, but uh, smashing. Coming along, smashing, smashing. You? Oh, still, still at the university. Uh, very excited. We're getting a new batch of uh, books in tonight. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty much the same old, same old, but I love it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Very happy to see Dr. Long's in town. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Um, Miskatonic, is it? Miskatonic. How is that? How is that? Oh, uh, quite, quite lovely. Um, you know, now that it's uh, most of the snow has uh, finally melted out of the shade. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, um, who's the administrator there? Just uh, curious. I'm just curious. Oh, well, I think uh, 
Let's see, uh, Victor. You can make up any name. It'll yeah, I know. Fine. I'm trying to think of a last name <laughs> off the top of my head. Of Victor Smith, whatever. Victor, Victor Smith. Everybody's right. a Smith. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. I'll, I'll have to remember that. That's uh, very good. Yes, excellent. Yeah, well. Well, looking. Uh, well, administrators, are you looking for a, for a position? Oh. You know, it's just hard to hard to stay tied down in one place for too long. I just got these wandering legs, wandering legs. You know what I mean? Uh, oh well, uh, well, Arkham's a Arkham's a lovely town. Excellent. Yes, I'm, I I love a lovely town. <laughs> if, you, if you ever visit, I'd love to love to show you around. Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you. I would really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, of, of course. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, while those gentlemen are in the back room having this conversation, um, Dr. Saladin, what are you doing? Um, I would like to speak with the uh, Catholic priest. All right. Uh, yeah, so as, uh, as you approach uh, uh, Father Baxter, um, it, uh, is a fortuitous moment as, uh, the 60 year old gentleman who was, uh, speaking with him, uh, says, ah, well, yeah, have a good day. And he's, he kind of, he kind of looks at you and, uh, and he kind of goes, oh, uh, hi, welcome. Uh, and then he, he looks down at, uh, at Julian and says, uh, Julian. And then he, he takes his tea and kind of goes another way, you know? <laughs> And uh, and so then uh, uh, Father Baxter uh, looks up at you and says, "Good day, good day." Am I to understand you are Father Julian Baxter? Yes, uh, very nice to make your acquaintance, uh, Mister uh, Doctor Zeno, Doctor Zeno Saladin. Ah, uh, Doctor Doctor Zeno. Ah, that's uh what are, may I ask, a doctor of what? Um, astronomy, astrology, uh, the fates. Uh, oh, well. A spiritual you, man am I, much like you. Uh, well, but not quite like me. <laughs> well, we interpret the universe in slightly different ways, but it all amounts to the same thing. You believe in God. I sort of believe in God. I believe mm. something is out there. The universe itself is ordered and measured and means something. It's not just all random nonsense. I look around for Professor Long. Hmm. Yes, yes, that's a, that's a very interesting interpretation. Indeed. Um, I was quite surprised to hear that your brother had passed. As were we all, as were we all. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't attend the funeral itself. Um, 
I have reasons that I am, uh, I don't go into cemeteries. Yes, yes. So not right for the tea leaves, is it? <laughs> you could say that. Please forgive my jest. It's, it's the grief. It's the grief. So it's quite all right. Um, it, uh, my guess is that you are retired. Uh, do you, uh, are you still affiliated with one of the churches local? St. Bernadette, St. Peter's, St. Mary Magdalene, St. probably 50 of them. Yeah, <laughs> right, there's so, so many. The Archdiocese of Providence, probably. Um, it's not important if you can't remember. <laughs> my mind, my mind, it goes. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so let's just say, uh, we'll say St. Peter's. Okay. Ah, St. Peter's. Peter's. Lovely church, lovely. Most beautiful of the area, yes. I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, apparently I've been named in, uh, Philip's will. I can't imagine what? Hmm. I mean, we weren't particularly close. Well, I must admit, Dr. Zena and I, I'm at a loss. I do not know. I mean, we are, we're both Brown's people. I, uh, I was professor at Miskatonic, but I went to Brown. Uh, He'll be missed. He'll be missed a great deal. Yes. Yes, he will. Well, I'll let you rest and I'll uh, mingle with the rest of the crowd. Then. God be with you. And also with you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dexter and Mr. Cordova, what are you guys doing? Part of the answer to that is uh, whether uh, either Judge Braddock or the young heir are here at the wake, evidently. Correct. Um, so uh, uh, Judge Braddock, um, the uh, young Mr. Baxter, and uh, Professor Wilson, they left together from, the, from Swan's Point, uh, but they are not here. So that was, uh, yeah, so I'm happy to politely mingle, decide whether uh, Mrs. Vincenzo's coffee is actually good. Uh, okay. And uh, maybe uh, do a little bit of eavesdropping because I thought it strange that she called him by his Christian name and seem to have inherited the house. So I'm looking for indications of their having a cohabitant relationship, but not overly snooping. I wouldn't judge the man. Make a, make a psychology role as you kind of look around. And uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Professor Cordova, are you standing with uh, Mr. Dexter? Are you guys kind of uh, mingling together? 
I would have probably tried to find a quiet place where there's not too much chatter because too much chatter gets me going a bit and I want to scratch at my skin. So So the so when you first came in, uh, of course, you walk up from outside, you walk up onto the porch, and then there's the front door, and the front door leads right into the uh, living room, but off to your right is a parlor, you know, it's basically a sunroom that overlooks the front yard, and that parlor is empty, and uh, it's brightly lit from the sun, and it's, uh, it's a little warm in there, it's actually quite comfortable, uh, in there, uh, but no one's standing in the par- in the front parlor right now. Yes, I will make my home there for a while until okay. I can see Cuthbert around. I will or Zeno because I am intrigued. I want to speak to Zeno. I haven't seen him in a while. So. Okay, as you go into the parlor, uh, Zeno was having a, a conversation with the uh, uh, the wheelchaired individual, the the Catholic priest who's in the wheelchair, uh, and that's in the living room. So you kind of walk past them and maybe give a little nod to Zeno as you go into the parlor. Uh, Mr. Dexter, how'd that uh, psychology go? The dice say I know nothing. Okay. Uh, so as you're kind of, you know, politely just kind of looking around, trying to, you know, uh, get a reading of, of things that are going on, uh, the 60-year-old gentleman uh, comes up to you, and uh, uh, he's holding a, a little cup and saucer of tea and uh he he walks up to you and he says uh well good good morning uh, and may i ask uh, how did you know the deceased uh 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 the name's uh dexter myron dexter uh and dr douglas walters uh, uh, uh walters not at brown though oh, no no i'm a family physician Oh, I see. That's quite interesting, um, Mr. Wal- Doctor Walters. Sorry. Uh, in fact, um, I studied under uh, the professor some years ago. Um, uh, he nearly led me astray into the into the dusty realm of archaeology for a lifetime. <laughs> oh, he he did like those. If it. If it was a, a hundred years old, it was it was of his interest in his wheelhouse, as they say. Mm. The older, the better, in many regards. Uh, and he could spin a yarn. And uh, well, I I remain uh, I I feel close to him uh, to this day. I feel like I saw him only a couple of nights ago. Um, if you were the family physician then, did you have any reason to anticipate this? Uh, I thought he was a very vigorous man. Well, of course I can't go into you know private matters, but uh, suffice to say that complete. I think we were all c- caught completely unawares. He's always seemed fit as a fiddle, but yes, I just I just do not understand. Do you know, um, and I, again, I, I expect that as gentlemen, we uh, understand uh, the privacy of the deceased as, as well as anyone. I get the impression from his brother that he'd been having uh, difficult, difficulty sleeping of late, which I understand can, can um, predict certain afflictions of the bowel, et cetera. 
Yeah, there's uh Yes, many things uh, to afflict. Uh, he, I, hard to say. I, I guess his heart just eventually gave out. I, I don't understand. Well, he'll be sorely missed. Um, uh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, did you uh, did you uh, attend to his uh, his late wife as well? Uh, yes, I did know her, uh, wonderful woman, wonderful woman. She was also taken abruptly, wasn't she? She was, yes, she was. Terrible, terrible, many, many years ago. Mm. Uh, but yes, very, very sad. The children were still very young. I, I, I helped birth all three of his children. So Mm. I've, I've known the Baxters for Quite some time. Uh, only I—I I got the impression that only one of the lads was uh, here today. Are they—are they far afield, having adventures of their own? <sighs> right. It—it it runs in the blood, I guess. Yes, yeah. Cynthia is. Uh, wow, she's in in the the Middle East, I believe, or the the Far East. Uh, it's uh, Adaman Islands, if I if I recall correctly. So. Yes, quite a quite a distance, and um, she's probably not even gotten a telegram yet. Oh, I would certainly hope so. I would certainly hope so. It is only you know, poor Philip. He he died on uh, uh, last Saturday, so on uh, April thirtieth. So hopefully by now she's received the telegram. But uh, right. uh, some of the wire services are unpredictable there in the bush. Yeah, overseas and all that. I could have sworn he was still around uh, early Monday morning. No, uh, no, uh, yeah, his, uh, his 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 corpse had already been uh, committed to the uh, uh, to the funeral parlor uh, come Monday. Yes, uh. late Saturday night. Was he alone? Do you know? I'm sorry, I'm prying again. I just, I wonder about, you know, these last moments. Like My understanding is that uh, he, he, yeah. Uh, my report, uh, my official report is that it, he died of a heart attack while he slept in his bed. He died sometime in the night between uh, Saturday and Sunday morning. Well, we could all hope for such a peaceful and surprising end, I suppose. Yes. Still. So you all, so all three of the children. So Cynthia's uh, all the way in the Andamans. Yes, and Colin. Colin is in Florida, but well, Colin. If uh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar with Colin, he is a bit of a bit of a of black sheep. So they say. So yes, I. I think it was. I think it was. Far-fetched hopes that uh, Colin would uh, would make the trip, but uh, uh, you know, Emmett, Emmett, he's he is the uh, he is the eldest, of course. So uh, Emmett is uh, is such a good lad, uh, a bit strong-headed, so they say, but uh, good lad, good lad. 
appears to be close to the housekeeper, and that's a sort of friendly situation. Yes, well, you know, Angela uh, was a surrogate mother for them after after uh, 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 their mother's uh, passing. So mm. she's served the family well and with great honor. All uh, all seem uh, exemplary people, and I'm sure whatever uh, hot headedness. Colin exhibits now. He'll come into um, the sound uh, uh, values that his father presented as he matures. Quite. We can hope. Quite. We can hope. One can always hope. One can always hope. Well, it was very nice to make your acquaintance. Yeah, my honor, sir. Uh, I. May I presume that I'll be seeing you at the reading of the will? Yes, yes, I, I, uh, I, I will be attending. Yeah. Surprising, surprising incident that. I wouldn't have thought he'd remember me in that regard, but perhaps there's some trinket from the dig that he knew I would love. Perhaps so, I'm, I don't really know. I think uh, in addition to his untimely passing, the professor will prove to have other surprises for us. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so why don't we, uh, you guys mingle for a little while longer and uh, a new a vehicle pulls up, actually pulls up into the, uh, the driveway of the home and uh, a young man in his 30s uh, enters in. You recognize him from the uh, funeral services. He was standing with Angela and uh, he comes in and, um, uh, you know, walks in and kind of sees everyone. And um, he kind of gives a nod to, uh, to uh, father uh, Julian and uh, looks, uh, looks for, for Angela. Angela, really all these people, Honestly, I, I understand, but I think it may be time that we uh, uh, say goodnight. And so uh, uh, the young man comes in and he says, uh, uh, your attention, please. Thank you. Thank you for coming. But I, it's been a long day, as you can clearly imagine. Um, good day. Thank you and good day. Am I recognizing him as the, any of the children? Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, this is a home. So there's, there's uh, family uh, portraits and photos around. And, and, uh, and this gentleman uh, bears a, a, a striking dead-on resemblance to uh, some of the younger people that are in some of the older photos. And, uh, and you guys can actually see a bit of Philip in him. So, you know, there is a strong resemblance. Maybe Colin or Emmett, maybe. Take the hint. We yeah. leave. All right. Thank you. I'm sorry. Did you say he came in with someone? In he vehicle? came in by himself. He he drove okay. up by himself and entered by himself. Right. Without without those, he absconded from the funeral. Yeah. Very good. Right. Uh, well, I will. Um, uh, uh, ask. 
Ms. Vincenzo from my uh, hat. Um, oh, here you are, dear. Thank you. And uh, uh, bluster a little bit up to Emmett as I make my way out. Uh, uh, I'm sorry that I didn't have the opportunity to make your acquaintance uh, during your father's life. He was a, a gentleman that I had a great deal of respect for. Um, but uh, I appreciate your need for, for rest and privacy. I'll um, see you in a couple of days. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, um, uh, and he introduces himself. He says, uh, yes. Emmett Baxter. Uh, yes. Pleased to make your acquaintance. And, uh, and so as he, as he introduces himself, he, uh, he presses his uh, business card into your hand. He says, uh, uh, news clipping services. Uh, if you need anything, just, uh, you know, give me a ring. Most enterprising. I appreciate a, a young fellow who's uh, willing to strike out on his own. Yes, yes. Yeah. We do what we can. Do we do what we can? It's good to meet you. Um, and my condolences. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, well, uh, good evening, all. Good evening. He sees uh, Dr. Zeno. He's like, uh, uh, good evening. A blessing on your house. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so the, the will reading is in two days. It's on Thursday. Does anybody have anything that they wish to arrange or do between now and the will reading. Well, I will try to speak to Zeno because at some point. Well, you may do that now. Meet me by my car? Yeah. Ah, friendly face. Hello, Zebedee, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, but the noises have got a bit too much for me today. But, uh, yes. Zeno, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to see you again. It's been a while. Indeed. But, um, I actually, with the recent death, and you know what, I, I'm a little bit, after the war, I'm a little bit shaken with things. Is it possible I could get one of your readings? Of course, of course. Why don't you come by my office tomorrow morning? I uh, think that I've got two others in the morning, uh, Sylvia Peach Blossom and Madame Thulia Cole. But uh, I should be free by 11 if you want to come by then. Yes, I will. I'll be, I'll be sure to come by. I'm a little bit, uh, as I said, shaken by this. I understand. And we all have frightening things in our past. Yes, very. I have another question as well, because I don't know if you knew Baxter very well, but are you, have you been invited to his will reading? I have, and I'm not exactly sure why. Say my, obviously my dear friend Cuthbert knows him, but I've only seen him in passing, and 
maybe spoken to him about history once. I don't know. I I took a class with him a long time ago, and I've seen him occasionally at Brown, but as you say, it's just sort of been passing, uh, hello, how are you today, and not much more than that. Um, I enjoy archaeology, but it's not my field, you know. Yes, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff, but I prefer st staying where I am, to writing about it rather than and speaking rather than doing, Indeed. but yes, I found it a bit odd that I was invited to a will reading, yet I have very little connection. I hope Long isn't going to be there. I, from what I gather from Cuthbert introducing me, I think he will probably be there. Oh, Such an insulting man. What is it with you two? I don't. Obviously, I've only just really met Long. Today. He knows the numbers, but he doesn't understand them. That's as simple as I can put it. Uh, he, he doesn't get the depth of. No. Yeah. And that's going to be his undoing someday. I can see it. I can see it in his future. Oh, have you have you got new um, rings? The similar uh, ones, have. Oh, as I say, it's been a while. So. It has ward marks to keep me safe, and I have the ward against the evil eye as well. Well, maybe it will come in handy for you. But yes, I will see you tomorrow. Make sure to, yes, make sure, well at the will reading, and. Tomorrow. And tomorrow, you can come by at yes. 11 o'clock, it's good. Yes, yes, thank you. All right. Yeah, then I'll be with Cuffer, I guess. <laughs> Chilling with Cuffer. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, if there is nothing else... Well, I have two matters of business, I think. Uh, I'm curious about this, uh, this O'Donnell fellow that is no longer in business with Baxter. And I wonder if through any of the city clubs, I have some access to Judge Braddock because I, the large circumference of this will reading gives me a, a bad feeling. And I would like to get a, a private word before I'm embarrassed by some I don't know, relatives' shenanigans or something. Okay. Do you want to try and have a meeting with... Uh, so there is a whole day in between now and the will reading. There's a Wednesday in its entirety. So do you want to try and uh, get a meeting with uh, the judge on Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll put staff on at least finding out about if this O'Donnell has a criminal record or there's anything with financials that would uh, make him notable. Uh, okay. Uh, does anybody else have any plans for Wednesday? Uh, just checking up uh, with my uh, assistant at the library to make sure that the, uh, the shipment's being properly cataloged. Do we decimal system and all? Needs to uh, of course. I will have a reading with Zeno if that's the next day, so. 
I figure Brad has got to know somebody in their Rotary Club, if not one of the more uh, refined clubs in town. Right. Uh, okay, so um, uh, so Zebedee and uh, Zeno are going to have their, that's when they'll have their reading is on uh, Wednesday. What is uh, Cornelius, oh, Cornelius, you're uh, cataloging the new books and stuff that came in, uh, preparing that. Uh, Dr. Long? Oh, I have a couple of TAs I'm talking to who have uh, to cover for sure, you in your absence. Making sure that the uh, classes are going well. Okay. So I'm phoning back to uh, Ms. Katonic on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Myron, why don't you give me a um, credit rating as you contact uh, uh, Judge Braddock's office. Well, you know, I'm disappointed to only make that normally with my fancy 70, but I got a 62. So he's not impressed. But it was a success. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, with that success, you are able to get an appointment um, on his calendar with such short notice um, and so as you arrive for your appointment, the uh, secretary uh, lets you in. And, uh, and there you see uh, Judge Braddock. You clearly recognize him from the uh, funeral. And uh, he stands to shake your hand and he says, ah, you were at the funeral, yes. Yes, indeed, Judge Braddock. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm surprised we've met before. Uh, it's Myron Dexter. Uh, you know, of the Dexter. Yes. Okay. Welcome. Have uh, a seat. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for seeing me at short notice. I won't take up much of your time. Uh, it appears that um, that Professor Baxter's will is extremely inclusive. And I'm just wondering if without revealing, of course, anything untoward, you have an idea of how it, he has such a broad based and unusual bequest I didn't expect to hear anything from him, and some of the others seem even more unlikely. Yes, well, Philip was a bit of an odd duck, if you will. Uh, but I—he had just made changes to his uh, to his will, and uh, strangely enough, he he passed very much soon after. So. I do find it very, very odd, but as you say, it is quite, uh, quite strange. And uh, while I'm not at liberty to say anything at this time, I will say that uh, your name and uh, those of certain companions uh, that he is, that Philip um, was, for whatever reason, associating uh, with you. Um, that those names, yours and their names, were only just added. So it is very strange indeed. Uh, and being that he had to declare that he was of sound mind, he didn't explain anything about what associations he made between us? Not to me. But maybe that will be something that comes clear later for you. Um, well, uh, 
I appreciate your time, your time, Judge. I, I assume I'll be seeing you tomorrow at the reading. I am presiding, yes. Um, yeah, it's very well. Thank you for your time. It's a mystery, perhaps to be resolved in time. We shall see. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's advance the clock. Okay. Let's advance the clock, and uh, it is now Thursday, May fifth. It's uh, it's Will Reading Day. Um, Mr. Dexter is quite familiar with the uh, location for the will because he was just here the day before. As you guys arrive at the law offices for Judge Braddock, um, and uh, and so there's a there's a fairly spacious um, uh, conference room, and uh, people are are milling and gathering together for this. Um, did, did we, going back to uh, when we left, when we were encouraged to leave by Emmett, uh, did we notice uh, Silas leaving as well? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the only people that stayed uh, were uh, Father Julian and uh, his manservant um, and uh, Emmett Baxter and uh, Angela. They were the only ones that stayed in the house. Um, okay, so as you guys uh, begin gathering uh, for, uh, for the will reading, yeah. Uh, okay, so you guys are gathering into the, uh, into the office. Um, So uh, let's see. Father Baxter uh, is here, um, as well as uh, his manservant Matthew. Um, Angela is here. Uh, Emmett is here, sitting with her. Um, uh, Silas is here, and uh, uh, Doctor Walters is here. And that is it. And then you guys. Okay. Uh, and uh, Dr. Walters is sitting uh, uh, on the other side of, uh, of Angela. So he's sitting with her. Uh, so Judge Braddock, uh, once you guys arrive, uh, Judge Braddock uh, uh, has a, uh, a quiet word with his uh, uh, secretary. And uh, so she kind of stands and goes, uh, "Yes, sir." And uh, so she heads for the for the, to to exit the room, and uh, she takes the the double doors and pulls them closed, so that now the uh, the room has uh, is is now sealed, and uh, Judge Braddock uh, clears his voice. He says, <laughs> uh, "Welcome all. Uh, this is." Philip's uh, will. I will now read Philip's will. So please hold all questions until the end. And he's, he puts on some spectacles and 
he sits down and ruffles some papers and says, <clears throat> I, Philip Alexander Baxter, of being sound mind and body, do will and bequeath the following. To Mrs. Angela Vincenzo, who has faithfully helped me all these years since the departure of my beloved wife, and who helped to raise my three children, I bequeath all properties associated with the house at 711 Houster Street, along with a small fund detail, <laughs> along with a small fund detail in Appendix A. I'm not going to say that. Uh, oh, no, it is part of it. So Appendix A of the will, uh, as well as a small fund detailed in Appendix A. Uh, uh, of my will to maintain the said property until her death. This property is to, rev uh, uh, or upon her death, this property is to revert to my surviving children. As for the rest, insurance policies, bank accounts, and others, and other residue, I give half of the total to the Tuesday Night Academy and the remaining 50% to be divided equally among my three children, Emmett, Colin, and Cynthia. Cynthia's share is to be given, as per her request, to the Catholic Widow's Relief Fund. As the reading ends, Emmett Baxter uh, cannot contain himself, and he, and he starts shouting at, at uh, Silas Patterson, You doddering imbeciles! It's not bad enough that you wasted my father's money while he was alive. Now you're taking the rest while he's dead? Of course, he's accusing uh, Silas since he's uh, part of the Tuesday Night Academy. He also uh, stares daggers at you gentlemen as well. Um, uh, and as, as he... Uh, as uh, Emmett stands up and starts shouting at, at uh, Silas... Silas is just like, hey, 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 hey. And, uh, and uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Walters is uh, standing up and trying to like physically hold back Emmett. Uh, and uh, Angela is just weeping, going, Emmett, stop. Emmett, stop. Uh, and then uh, Braddock, uh, who actually has a gavel uh, in here with him, he starts uh, slamming on the table. There will be order. There will be order. Emmett, sit down. You impetulant child, sit down. That is the substance of the will. Except, uh, except for legal and financial details in various articles appended to the document, a few days before Philip's death, he stopped by my office as he prepared two packets, informing me that in the event of his death, I was to, to deliver them to their addressees. Uh, Professor Francis Wilson has already received his packet uh, since he has had to leave the country. So I took care of that right after the funeral. Uh, Braddock then stands as he has a, uh, uh, an, 11 by, uh, an 8 by 11 manila envelope, packet envelope, and uh, and scrawled on the envelope's uh, cover, it says Myron Dexter and Associates. 
And so, uh, 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 Judge Braddock uh, extends this envelope out to Mr. Dexter. And he says, uh, Mr. Dexter, Philip named you and and he's, he's looking at like a small piece of paper. He says, he names your associates as a Dr. Zeno Saladin, Cornelius Cuthbert, a Professor Cordova, and Dr. Frederick Long. Uh, this is for you, gentlemen. And he gives you this packet. Um, you can feel that there are uh, packets bulging. There's there's items in there more than just papers. So do you do you wish to open? There are uh, three items in here. Uh, first is a note. Second I I is a yeah. So we need an explanation. Yep. Uh, there is a note, which I will give you this note in just a second. Uh, there's also a small brown leather-bound book that has some wear and tear on it. And there is a sketch. So um, the note and the sketch I'll show you right now. And then with the, uh, uh, do you wish to, uh, oh, and, and so... Braddock says, uh, that's it. That's the will reading. And uh, 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 Emmett is, is still pissed at how much you know, that 50% of all of Philip's money is going to the Tuesday Night Academy. And uh, he's like, this is outrageous. And uh, he says, Angela, come on, let's go. And so he's, he's helping Angela and they're leaving. And... Uh, 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 Dr. Walters uh, nods and, and shakes uh, uh, Judge Braddock's hand and they begin to leave. And then uh, uh, Father Julian uh, says, uh, it's time, Matthew. And so Matthew, you know, starts wheeling out the uh, professor and uh, Judge Braddock says, uh, I, 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 get, I leave you the room. And, uh, and he leaves with his papers and, and gavel and stuff. So you guys basically have this room to yourself now. So you can uh, browse the contents of the packet. Um, so the packet. Please, Mr. Dexter, would you read it to us? I'm intensely curious. And don't be too loud, please. That gavel really <sighs> set me off. Sure. Professor Cordova, I'll try to be sensitive. <clears throat> if anything terribly strange comes up, I hope you won't object to my calling Judge Braddock back in as a witness. It seems that's all very eccentric and troubling. It is fine. As long as we get to know why we're here. Why me? Why? I can understand Cuthbert and Long, but all right so let us begin the browsing of the uh of the contents uh, philip has written dear myron and associates it may seem odd that i've chosen after all these years to contact you especially since you will be reading this after my death and the judge told me by the way that he 
I mean, you just added this codicil a few days earlier. The contents of this packet would be strange to you. In fact, as I look at them now, they seem strange to me. The book is a record of dreams that I kept for a short period of time at the request of my brother, Julian, who was involved with that sort of psychological research. I'm afraid I don't put much stock into that sort of thing, but the final dream in the journal was so different from any other that I've had that I never did show it to Julian for his annotation. I seem to have learned more from that dream than I would have guessed possible and decided to attempt it again, although I feel that great hazards are involved. Because I believe the risks are great, I leave this envelope in the care of a trusted friend to be delivered to you and your associates in case something should go wrong. I've chosen you to receive this strange bundle because I was with you, it was you whom I saw in that strange city that I dreamed of, and I have taken this to be a sign. What you will think of all this, I have no idea, but take it and do what you will, Philip Baxter. P.S. I don't know what to tell you about the enclosed map. All I can say is that it was shown to me by a friend and drawn from memory upon awakening. And, and since he mentions the map, let's uh, let's take a look at that. This is the this is the sketch. And so there's a hand-drawn map uh, of the route to the jungle of Cled, and it has many uh, comical words and names on it: Hafeg, Ulthar, Near, an enchanted forest, uh, a river called Ukranos, which looks Greek. A ferry across this river at a place called Kiran, uh, and in the jungle of Cled, a castle of the sacred fount. Sounds a bit like the the um, fountain of youth. That would be nice. What the hell? What what is this? He said it was from a friend, but it seems like a dream indeed. This is, I don't know what to say. It looks almost like you would find in a book almost someone would one of those fantasies I, I i've never had a dream that was so intricately mapped out before though this how seems can, to be a bit more yes how how can you get that so perfect if that was mapped from a dream strange very strange and so you now turn to the leather book, which uh, in the note, Philip uh, said this is a dream journal that he kept and that uh, he would share this journal with his brother, Julian, the, the father, Father Julian. He would share the, uh, the book with his brother and his brother who uh, is, you know, does these dream interpretations has annotations after each of Philip's uh, uh, entries. Um, and so uh, uh, I welcome someone uh, to, uh, to begin reading this aloud. Anyone? Uh, let me do this. Uh, this has to do with dreams, something I am somewhat familiar with. April 2nd, I dreamed I was teaching a class. I looked up and I saw a student a young man with a particularly poor attitude, reading a pulp magazine whilst I lectured. 
Incensed by the breach of conduct, I stepped from behind my podium, intent upon upbraiding him, only to discover that I had forgotten to wear my trousers that day. Naturally, the class took this opportunity to laugh loud and long at my predicament. And Father, um, what's his name, Father? Julian. Julian. Father Baxter. Father Baxter. Um, a common sort of dream, I would agree, uh, usually rooted in some type of insecurity. Do you have a particularly different class coming up? I would suggest that you research and prepare for uh, prepare your notes well. Um, and he's Julian Baxter. April 9th, flying. All I remember is flying high in the sky, and when I looked down, I could see all of Providence below me. Once again, Father Baxter says, flying is very common. It could mean anything in this early into the, uh, and this early into the analysis, I hesitate to say anything definite, Julian Baxter. April 11th, again flying as before, only this time, I was, it was nearing nightfall and the sky was glowing, growing darker while I flew. Uh, once again, let's wait some more on these uh, flying dreams, uh, Father Baxter. April 12th. I'd have to say that my one truly, I'm sorry, I'd have to say that this one truly frightened me. I found myself standing in a shop, a china or crystal shop, and there was a horse there with me. The horse tried to turn around in the aisle and in doing so upset one of the display cases, which toppled over on the distraught beast, cutting him badly with the broken shards of glass. This panicked the animal, and in trying to get away, it overturned another of the cases, injuring itself even worse. By this time, the floor was slippery and the, with the horse's blood. The animal's eyes were bulging with fear, then it turned and seeing the large window at the end of the shop galloped forward and leaped through the glass to freedom i ran forward and as i was nearing the shattered window i realized for the first time that the shop was not on the ground floor i looked out the window and uh, to the street three floors below to see the broken animal lying in a pool of blood that's all i remember Father Baxter says, this is an odd one, but don't let it upset you. It may only mean that you are getting ready to, choose, to chase away some old useless problems. Uh, I'm not sure I would agree with that, but uh, we'll see. April 15th, the first thing I remember is standing in a mist that suddenly parted to reveal a great archway carved of red and gold stone and pulsing as though alive. Drawn forward, I entered and found myself walking down an old stone pathway and somehow entering a chamber inhabited by two men. Garbed as though of ancient Egypt and standing before a great fire, I remember speaking with them, but I don't know what was said, only that I soon found myself descending another set of stairs that took me even deeper. After what seemed to be a very long time, I finally reached the bottom of these stairs and passed through gigantic doors of silver to find myself standing in a weird fairy wood. 
I stood there a moment, listening to the strange rustling sounds I could hear coming from deep in the wood, and viewing the even stranger fungi that was so prevalent. When I was surprised by the sudden appearance of a man walking towards me upon a very, uh, upon the very path on which I stood, I was a little frightened of him at first, but I cautiously extended my hand and introduced myself. He was very friendly and offered to show me the way to a small pleasant city some miles away and across a river, the name of which I cannot recall. Leaving the wood by the path that my new friend had traveled south, I'm sorry, let me try that again. Leaving the wood by a path that my new friend said traveled south, we eventually reached the town called Uther, where we stopped at a warm and friendly tavern for good and for food and drink. This fellow told me much about the place I had suddenly found myself in, and I remember asking him many questions. He seemed quite knowledgeable, and I was sorry when he said that he had to go meet someone else. I spent some time walking around the town where there were many cats. Oh, I like cats. Thankfully, my allergy seemed to, uh, seemed little bothered. Eventually, I came to a library and decided to visit. I remember looking at a great number of very strange volumes, but one, but, uh, but one named Cha'at Aquadonen, I think, had information about God who lived somewhere in a jungle and could answer any question that was asked him. I don't remember anything else in particular, but when I left, I thought I saw a dark, evil-looking little man lurking some distance behind me in the crowd. He followed me quite some time before I managed to shake him, and it was only then that I remember seeing him when we first entered the city, working with, um, working with a shady carnival show in a garish tent. Not long after my adventure with the dwarf, I felt the urge to leave, and taking the same gate out of Uther, I was soon again in the wood, remembering the path, the password taught to me by my friend. He said it was Sheba, uh, the, uh, the name of his cat. I was careful to pass through the darker parts of the forest as quickly and quietly as I could, never straying from the path. I next remember climbing many, many stairs, and then I was awake again. I've never had a dream like this one before. Could it have been the drug? The drug. That's a very extremely detailed dream. I well, he said it himself in the end. He's some kind of drug. That was very. De that was too detailed. Not necessarily a drug. There I was taking. It's believed that some drugs can open the mind and allow us to walk in places that we normally couldn't walk. The human Whoa. mind is only capable of certain perceptions. When we say it is believed, some of us mean things like there is pavement and bitumen, and some of us believe there are silly crystals and funny hats, yes, my good man. He, uh, I've got a, like, uh, in my 
historical research, I've come across some Native Americans who believe in dreamwalking and they can vividly relive what they saw. It's part of their tradition and maybe his experience, I don't think a drug would make you know it that vividly. He remembered near enough every detail, surely. Surely not. Uh, I have nothing in my dream life is, is similar to this. Although I did have a very vivid experience a few nights ago. That aside, uh, gentlemen, it's not clear to me what our decedent benefactor wants us to do with this odd business. Uh, I discussed the dreams with his brother already, uh, so I can continue on that front, should the old fellow make it until we can have an appointment. Do we have any idea of what type of drug he was taking? Is, is there any mention of this study more in depth? We'll ask his brother. His brother or the, the family, the, uh, the doctor who was here? If I may interject. These are all excellent questions to ponder. And I think we should explore these questions and seek answers in our next episode. Indeed. <laughs> our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Stuart Lively, Josh Harwood, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members you can set up private games and learn the finer art of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck. Good game.